Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Introverted Poets podcast known as the Rainy Day Special. Why? Well, because of the sudden rain we accumulated here on the border of Laredo and Nuevo Laredo. This is sudden because we are in the middle of La Panicula, or as you call it in English, the dog days of summer. Due to this, many of us writers and poets love to write when it's raining outside, or the clouds are gray, and the heat is a little less oppressive. In fact, due to this heat, La Lunada was canceled last Saturday, but don't fret, the next one will be July 23rd, taking place at 1618 Chihuahua Street. Information will be posted in the description box below, wherever you are hearing or watching this special. This episode is done differently. It is an audio-only format, but we added some nice visuals for the YouTube platform and Facebook as well. Regular programming and interviews will resume within the next few weeks. We got wonderful surprises in the works. The ladies of IPP, the Geeky Fit Mama, Miss Monroe, are really putting in the work for our next guests. Our lineup includes podcasters, wrestlers, comedians, unknown and known poets, and so much more. Season 3 is ending December 2022 with Spooky Scary Spectacular Part 3. That's right! Being that it is Season 3, Triple S is on its third volume, or third installment. For those of you who are just tuning in or are new around here, Spooky Scary is done differently than what we do here with our normal programming. The Introverted Poets podcast normally has writers submit their works and set up an interview and talk about the works and the writing process along with the writer. This is usually done via writing electronic submissions, aka emails and DMs, to any of our many social media platforms via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. For Triple S, we do things differently. We accept people's written and audio submissions and accumulate them as an episode. Submissions are now open and may be sent to any of our social media pages or through emails. Society at gmail.com, Ileana Drake from IPP at gmail.com, and poetintroverted at gmail.com. After submissions, I, Ileana Jade, the Geeky Fit Mama, or Miss Monroe will reach out and see how we can set up the interview, submissions, episode, pen names, etc. As always, the Introverted Poets Podcast is a safe space for the shy writer and poet, where we don't put pressure on anyone to compete. This podcast was founded on the basis of having a free space for storytellers and poets and other artists to share their craft for the sake of creative expression, without the worry of being judged. Previous seasons were worked with audio only. Season 3, we've added the video component as you've seen in previous episodes. Listeners and viewers submit their poems via email or DMs and either me or as the ladies mentioned in the above statement below, we'll reach out and plan which medium works best for you. We work with pen names for shy guys and video for the brave hearts. Submissions may be sent to any of the emails or socials mentioned earlier, and however you see it, links will be provided in the description wherever you are hearing or watching this rainy day special. Now on with our episode. Be it that it is a rainy day, we will be hearing never-released poems, read by yours truly, a short story, and a chapter of a story worked on by myself as part of the collector saga known as Spring Break 1988, which will be released Season 4 in Summer of 2023. Now, without further delay, let's get down. Go back home. By Gabriela Lisbeth. Run all you want, my child. But what you're running from is yourself. Be the reflector of truth, not the projector of falsehood. 
the fabrications of things, 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 denying us real substance. Live your own truth. The rest is known. Inside is the one, the wing, go back home with you. We stayed in silence and for a moment we let each other in, breathing in each other's eternal dust, I desperately whispered to the divine, in spite to reach eternally to you, my love, why are you so afraid? Begin again. Your decaying spirit made his word forbidden, denying us his divine blueprint. Betraying your own sacred patterns taken by the devil. Raised arms, I imploring for the sea to split open and take your spoiled fruit, making us sick. May the water swallow you whole again and again. Echoes haunt me like a ghost looking for a flicker of light in an abandoned church. Thousand years later, still searching, condemned by my own desire to satisfy your dying wish. My death, your sharp tongue blisters an aching heart and won't have it any other way. Same repeating dream where the vampires suck you dry, feeling like an empty shell when awake, drift away with the tide. I'm not the empty shell you left behind. The world shall deal with you. White little eyes. Your fading words floating, they pop like bubbles, nothing but white little eyes. Your benevolent eyes bring me to my knees. Stop my dying heart. Show me what it means to be alive. Only in the darkness, I see my sacred truth. Show me what it means to live. Push me to see the shadows that hide my truth.
do me a favor. Stop, my dying heart. Your faves resting on my throat. Massacrating white little eyes. Oh, so well disposed. benevolent eyes show me boundless fountains of celestial love bury my heart perished underground in the darkness, I shall bloom again. Age love. Brine panties matching, bring tinted lips. Doe dear eyes, putting my dark mascara on. My lashes, waiting on baby to pull up. Hoping drives me very far in his black 300 Kaiser. So tell me why you won't when I nothing like you usually. I don't prance around, I don't fuss. Midnight feeling right for the flight of delight from the night while we're parked in the dark. Breathing hard heart to heart, making art for the sake of the love, the lust flowing through me like dust. Don't combust with my pulse, come and done with your touch. Fill me up with a cup of love, angelic dust.
fucked up on the drug. He's my thug. For the love of such Pushing off my anxiety, chipping away at my sanity, using the excess energy to create the perfect melody, to block the negativity sent to disintegrate me. some nice visuals and poems written by yours truly and others written by Gabriela Lisbeth, also known as Sweet Yogi. And as promised, I'm going to read to you all an excerpt from the Collector series, the one that we kicked off season one with, season two. And here is a part of the third installment that, like I said, will be released season four, summer of 2023. This chapter was taken from so, um, not summer, but spring break of 1998, following summer of 1997. So here is this chapter known as The Bonfire. Somehow, someway, Lucia finished her chores, which included the laundry, sweeping, dusting, mopping, and reorganizing in record time. Two hours. Usually this task would take a couple of hours. But having a bonfire to potentially attend to and convincing mom of letting her out would require the remainder of the hours she would normally use for cleaning. Yet, somehow, not only did she finish everything in record time, she was able to convince her mother to let her go study with Jessica. Alyssa waited for them down the block so as not to give Doña Cavazo suspicions. For some reason, Doña loved Jessica but didn't approve of Alyssa. This always bothered Lucia and would cause all sorts of arguments. Once at the end of the block, Alyssa was waiting by the corner where the streets intersected, Frost and Meadow. How much, shouted Jessica. $27 for me to touch my toes. 55 for you to watch me touch my toes, shouted Alyssa. Perhaps humor like that was the reason Juanita didn't approve of Alyssa. Or maybe because she was the daughter of an oil tycoon. Juanita was always weary of rich folks. No cuidan o creen a sus hijos. Siempre una nana. Y por eso salen chiplados y locos, she would always say. Alyssa was wearing jeans, a maroon hoodie with a bobcat on it, and had her blonde hair in a ponytail. Jessica was wearing jeans and a matching jean jacket. Lucia was in sweatpants and her surfside high hoodie. You ready? Alyssa asked. Let's get to it, Lucia stated. Yo, do you think Bobby Wesley will still be there? asked Jessica. Okay, here we go with the Bobby talk, uttered Lucia. 
What's wrong with Bobby and the others at Surfside? asked Alyssa. Well, I don't know. They're not very refined. Refined? You know, they're all kind of douchey, Lucia stated. Wow, Miss Goody Two-Shoes using the word douchey, Alyssa rebuttaled. Well, I don't know, girls. I don't see their appeal. They're just... Are you a lesbian? Because it's totally cool if you are, asked Jessica. No, 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 nothing like that. It's just... Guys our age don't interest me, explained Lucy. Oh, so you want an older gentleman, Alyssa stated while raising her eyebrows. Something like that. They walked another 15 minutes before finally reaching the beach. Booming was heard from a distance, followed by waves and echoes of laughter. We have arrived, stated Jessica. They stepped over a steep hill and came down at a steady incline. At the bottom, there was the bonfire going. Cascades of orange and amber surrounded by silhouettes dancing. Once the girls reached the bottom of the sandy hill, they were greeted by boys in letterman jackets. Who goes there? shouted the tallest. It's the cheerleaders, dude! shouted Alyssa. JV or varsity? JV. Ah! No wonder we didn't recognize you. Come on in, ladies. All three moved to the side and allowed the girls into the party. Weird. I never thought they'd get security for a free bonfire, said Jessica. This is another example as to why I won't date these guys, expressed Lucy. Why, teased Alyssa. Because, based on our position in cheerleading, we may or may not exist, explained Lucia. I, Lucia, stated Alyssa. Yeah, Lucy, I think you're looking too much into this. Like you said yourself, high school boys aren't that bright. <sighs> Valid point. The girls walked among the strong of teenagers dancing, talking, smoking, drinking, kissing, whatever. They made their way towards a silver keg. Alyssa grabbed three red solo cups and began pumping away. She handed the first cup to Jessica, the second to Lucy, aka Lucia, and the third for herself. Ah, shit, too much foam, she complained. Out in the distance, the ocean meets the earth, though in the dark, they always found a way back to each other. What are you thinking about, Lucy? <sighs> Nothing, just at the beach. You know, looking out at it in the dark. You can't even see! I know, but that doesn't mean it's not fair. Imagination, God! You're such a dreamer. The girls stood near the keg for a while, talking about the goals they wished to accomplish before spring break. Why don't we start losing weight before spring break? Suggested Alyssa. What? Yeah, I mean, why not? Eight weeks between now and then. How much do you think we'll lose? Asked Jessica. Well, just like eight pounds, not much. Eight pound a week, maybe? That's healthy, stated Lucy. Yeah, besides, don't you want to look good for the Habitat guys during spring break, argued Alyssa. <sighs> yeah, being a lawyer is going to be a great career avenue for you, joked Jessica. Yeah, I'll join you. It will motivate me to run harder and eat better, agreed Lucy. Me too, asked, added Jessica. I thought so, giggled Alyssa. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, stammered Jessica. What? Both girls asked. It's Bobby. How can you see in this darkness? asked Lucy. He's here with Kendra, the varsity co-captain Kendra of Kendra the, or Kendra the science whiz from Cincinnati. The varsity co-captain Bobby is the QB. Why would he go for Kendra the science geek? Have you not seen movies lately? asked Lucy. Hush, it's just when, when will Bobby notice me? That's all I'm asking, whined Jessica. Jess, he's a senior and so is Kendra, explained Alyssa. Yeah, naturally they go for one another. You know, QB and the cheerleader at it, Lucy. But I'm a cheerleader too. A sophomore, reminded Alyssa. 
Besides, what's wrong with the guys in our grade level, teased Lucy. Hush, Jessica giggled. Who knows, maybe you'll find a real cutie at the habitat. True, added Alyssa. Jessica turned to face the girls with her drink in her hand. A toast? To what? To us having an amazing spring semester and finding our perfect guy at the Habitat for Humanity while crushing the hours during spring break, proposed Jessica. She stuck her hand out and looked eagerly at both girls. To us, said Alyssa, who struck her right arm out and joined Jessica's. <sighs> to us. Cheers. All three chugged the remainder of their cups. Once they were done chugging their third or fourth beer, Lucy lost count in conversation. The girls were ready to go. They walked back towards Lucy's house. They knew if she got home any later, Juanita would be awake and there would be hell to pay. Even more so if she knew Lucy lied about studying and was actually out drinking. Back on the corner of Meadow and Frost, Lucy removed her shoes at the street corner. She stumbled onto the green, cold, slippery grass. Alyssa and Jessica stayed standing outside while watching Lucy tried to quietly make her way towards the side gate. Lucy tried opening the side gate and noticed that it was already locked. She didn't feel like climbing over the fence due to her balance being way off, but she knew she had no other choice. <sighs> she sighed and began placing one foot in one hole and the other on the other hole higher. Before she could mount the silver railing, she had overshot the pull-up and swung too fast. Rather than landing in a sitting position on top of the gate, she landed sideways on the ground, her feet in the air without shoes. Lucy, shouted one of the girls. Shh, sorry. Shh, I'll get caught. Just go. Lucy stood up and made her way towards the back patio. She took two steps on the white wooden steps and heard them creak. Mm. She tiptoed onto the porch and quietly moved past the rocking chair that was facing the green backyard. She opened the screen door and then the back door. She quietly closed the screen door, followed by the back door. The next challenge was going up the stairs past her brother's bedrooms, her parents, and then into hers. Her brother stayed up late and would give anything to get her in trouble. She let out a profound sigh and proceeded to quietly walk past Javier and Tomas's room. Lucky for her, there was a carpet upstairs. She heard the sounds of their Nintendo going off. Here we go, shouted Mario. Lucy continued taking small steps across the hallway. She went past the door to her brother's room a couple of feet further down. Was her parents' room. They always slept with the door open in case Lucy or her brothers were being too loud. This was the last hurdle Lucy needed to get over before being home free. She dragged her feet across the carpet and made it to the doorknob. She jingled it a bit and slowly opened the door. The door quietly creaked. I wish that I could fly up into the sky, she heard the radio sing. Hey, way. Raise the volume, Javi, commented Tomas. You like the songs, Mencho? teased Javier. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz is so cool, he protested. Fucking lame, Javier said while pretending to cough. <coughs> Fucking <coughs> lame. <sighs> Lucy rolled her eyes and re realizing the volume of the radio might wake her parents up. This would definitely not end well for either three of the Cavazos' children. Shit, she muttered under her breath. She then opened the door ajar and squeezed herself in. Once in, she closed and locked the door behind her. She flicked the lights on in her pink bedroom. Behind her, posters of Sugar Ray and Backstreet Boys were all over her walls. She had a twin bed with white floral bedding up against the right side of her room adjacent to her windows. Her room had brown wooden panels, a nice touch her father needed his princess to add. 
By her twin, she added two windows with white frilly lace curtains sewn by her mother. Across the twin was the sliding closet doors that doubled as mirrors for Lucy. She stumbled towards her closet and quietly slid the glass doors. If she slid too hard, they would alert the entire house. Lucy finally pulled on her PJs and somehow managed to quietly take off her clothing. She dumped the beach-smelling clothes in the hamper in her closet. She slipped on her simp pajamas, baby blue with pink flowers printed on them. Her curly hair let down from its tight bun. Even on weekends and vacation, Lucy's hair was always in business mode. Hair got in the way of her thinking, or so she thought. One always knew she wasn't thought by how her hair was done. If it was up in a tight and organized bun, she was seriously thinking. If it was down, she was up for a good time. Gone were those days. Sophomore year meant more goals and harder grades. She closed the glass door in and thought and heard a thud. Fuck, she muttered. She paused for five minutes and waited to see if she heard any new noises coming from her brother's room or her parents. Nothing. Lenny Kravitz had just finished playing and then came on the next beat us in dope beats. Get a superstar, she faintly heard. Lucy flicked the lights off and walked into her bed. Due to the alcohol in her system, dozing off was a bit tricky. She felt her room was spinning out into the Milky Way past Neptune and Pluto. She opened her eyes and saw that her ceiling was still where it was before she closed her eyes. Again, she tried closing her eyes and again her bed launched out into the stratosphere. Fuck, how much did I drink? She mumbled to herself. She fell along her nightstand on the left side of her bed and found she had no glass of water. She knew if she went downstairs, her brothers would for sure hear her and wake her parents up. Then again, she was just getting water. And since getting what? And since when is getting water? Crimes, Lucy thought. Lucy got up and began making her way towards her door. She walked past the video games and they did not notice her power walking towards the kitchen. She made her way downstairs and left the stairs off the kitchen. Yellow walls and yellow tile to match. The door frames, the trim were all white. A round brown table with six chairs with beige fruit bowl in the middle of it. Lucy pulled the fridge door open and began drinking straight from the water jug spout. She hadn't learned that alcohol dehydrates and damages your body. Oh, what it is to be young and free. These effects wouldn't be felt until another decade or so, depending on how much you nurtured her body from here on out. After chugging for what felt like forever, she put the water jug down and saw how much she depleted. Halfway, she grabbed a paper towel and wiped it among the spout. Lucy then proceeded to refill the jug back to full and place it in the fridge. Even under the influence of beer, she still managed to take others into consideration. She went back upstairs this time. At the end of the last step, she saw her two brothers standing there with their arms crossed. Excuse me, she said. And what do you think you're doing? asked Javier. Yeah, doofus, added Tomas. Going to my room? Lucy stated sarcastically. Did you just get home? Asked Javier. No, I've been home. I started feeling ill and came home before 10, explained Lucy. Lucia, you are not home before 10. We were watching the news in the living room with mom and dad and you weren't there, countered Javier while raising an eyebrow. Yeah, added Tomas annoyingly. I came in through the back and you were all so consumed with the Houston crime that you didn't hear me say I didn't feel too good, explained Lucy. I've been asleep. Well, you better get back to sleep because it's one in the morning, ordered Javier. And what are you going to do on if I don't go to sleep, asked Lucy. Quiet, torpe. We're older than you, therefore we can stay up later, spat Tomas. Nobody was talking to you, egghead, teased Lucia. Shut up, you fat ass, before I tell a mom you were awake this late, threatened Tomas. Ugh, guys, mal, spat Lucia. And with that is one of the excerpts from Spring Break 1997. 
So the whole explanation of Habitat, uh, our protagonist and her friends are a bunch of teenagers that we're going to go get some community service hours done while they worked on Habitat for Humanity in a place that was struck by a hurricane in Houston. So, and there's where they're going to go into a fun adventure. So with that concludes this very special rainy day episode. I have been your host and narrator, Ileana Jade, reading poems by Gabriela Lisbeth, a poem written by me, and of course, a small excerpt of summer of 19, well, spring break of 1998. We read the chapter called The Bonfire. Now, as mentioned earlier, if you are interested in coming out in Spooky Scary Spectacular or you still want to come out on the regular season, please DM us at introvertedpoetsociety at gmail.com, introverted, um, poetintroverted at gmail.com, and of course you can email me directly at Eliana J from IPP at gmail.com. Feel free to message us on any of our socials, Facebook at Introverted Poets Podcast Official, Twitter at Intro Poet Pod, and on Instagram as the Introverted Poets Podcast. As always, stay safe out there. Enjoy the rain if you're on the border and drive safe. Don't be texting and driving the word. The roads are slippery. And for those of you out there next week, there will be a play of Into the Woods at Tamu, July 22nd, that weekend, as well as the Mystic Market Fest taking place in La Lunada on July 23rd. For more information, hit up Mandy Mendoza, the Laredo Witch Community, or the Laredo Mystic Market Fest and Vendors. Shout out to Cindy Bernal from Elusive Publishing. Shout out to Miguel Ricky Martinez author of Broken Reflections. They're going to be out there at the Mystic Market Fest reading poetry. Shout out to the beautiful ladies of the Bitchin' Hour, Zio and Becca Without a C. Shout out to Fears and Beers. New episode is out. The, the Bitchin' Hour, I was going to say the Witching Hour. The Bitchin' Hour is out there working on their latest episodes and get ready for a crossover episode of an all-women's roundtable coming up this season. The ladies of the Introverted Poets Podcast meet the ladies of the Bitchin' Hour. Shout out to our awesome partner and friend of the network from Troglodyte's Horror Cult Film and Review Show, Loki Jesse, doing a three-part saga with his friend, Nolan, and I forgot the other guy's name, I'm so sorry, on the Texas Frightmare Festival, so y'all want to check that out, and be sure to be on the lookout for new episodes from In The Flex Podcast, and one more big, big shout-out to Miss Monroe, be on the lookout for her new podcast called ambition catalyst audio podcast also found on anchor spotify google podcast it's going to be an entrepreneurship motivational and growth portal so be on the lookout for the ceo and co-host of this show miss monroe on that episode so um that's been a big big shout out we did a shout out to matthew discovia out there be on the lookout for his episode dropping sometime within the next two weeks so and as this has been a very long goodbye so as always Stay safe out there, enjoy the rainy, stay special, enjoy the rainy day, enjoy the weather, enjoy your plants, and enjoy each other. This has been Ibiana Jade, and as always, stay safe out there. <laughs>